I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, October 31st. Here are today's headlines. Secretary of State Antony Blinken appeared before the Senate Appropriations Committee today and was repeatedly interrupted by protesters. Today's hearing was to review the National Security Supplemental Request according to the Senate Appropriations Committee's website. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin also testified. During the hearing, one protester yelled, Cease fire now and save the children of Gaza. Let's take a listen via the Hill's X page. nice that people feel very passionately, but I ask that we have order in this hearing room and respect our speakers. We will move forward with the hearing uh, and allow the people here and the American people to hear from their witnesses. 3,500 kids dead. Come on, I'm an army colonel. I'm a former diplomat. I resigned on that war in Iraq that you talked about. That was a terrible thing. And what we're doing right now in supporting Israel's genocide of Gaza is a Secretary Blinken, if you can continue, please. Thank you, Chair. Another protester also shouted, you're the terrorists, you're the terrorists. Let's roll that clip via Fox News. In our discussions with the Israeli government, the president and I have both stressed the need for Israel to operate by the rule. Why are we here having a rescue? Committee will suspend. USA Today reported that the group of more than a dozen demonstrators who appear to be part of the activist group Code Pink raised their hands in the air and held up several signs, including one that said all the walls have got to go. The protesters' hands were painted red, USA Today also reported. In more news out of Washington, D.C. today, President Joe Biden is facing scrutiny over news that he reportedly sent or received up to 82,000 pages worth of private emails while he was vice president. And that's according to a report from the New York Post. According to the Post, the National Archives revealed that the trove of correspondence spanned all eight years of Biden's vice presidency and included messages to or from three shadow email addresses, according to a joint filing with the Georgia-based Southeastern Legal Foundation. The Southeastern Legal Foundation General Counsel, Kimberly Herman, told the New York Post that the fact that his vice president, Joe Biden, sent 82,000 pages of emails from alias email addresses is shocking. Herman added, the American public has a right to know what is in those emails. SLF remains hopeful that now that we have confirmed that the emails exist, NARA will fulfill its legal obligation and produce them in a timely and transparent manner. New York Republican Representative Elise Stefanik, who chairs the House GOP conference, weighed in on the news on X, saying, And we thought crooked Hillary was bad. The National Archives has located 82,000 pages of Joe Biden pseudonym emails. House Republicans will hold the Biden crime family accountable. 
Virginia Republican Representative Ben Klein also commented on the news, posting about it on X, and asking what excuse will the mainstream media come up with to twist this bombshell. We'll keep you all updated on this news as it develops. FBI Director Christopher Wray testified today in front of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee for a hearing titled Threats to the Homeland. Wray discussed threats to the Jewish community, saying, I will say that this is a threat that is reaching, in some ways, sort of historic levels, in part because, as you all know too well, the Jewish community is targeted by terrorists really across the spectrum. Let's listen to some more of his comments via C-SPAN. Homegrown violent extremists, foreign terrorist organizations, both Sunni and Shia, domestic violent extremists, uh, and in fact, our statistics would indicate that for a group that represents only about 2.4% of the American public, they account for something like 60% of all religious-based hate crimes. Um, And so we're trying to do our part both by tackling it through our Joint Terrorism Task Forces, hate crime investigations, outreach both nationally and locally at every field office level, uh, intelligence sharing, training. I know I've spent a lot of time engaging with uh, SCN, for example, uh, ADL, others. Um, And we also created a, a fusion cell that brings together the expertise of both our hate crimes folks and our domestic terrorism folks to make sure that we're seeing the full landscape and doing our best to be proactive in this space. Ray's comments come just a day after the Biden administration announced steps to combat anti-Semitism on college campuses in the United States. During today's hearing, Ray also noted that in just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. Let's take a listen to some of his other comments via CBS News. Al-Qaeda issued its most specific call to attack the United States in the last five years. ISIS urged its followers to target Jewish communities in the United States and Europe. Hezbollah has publicly expressed its support for Hamas and threatened to attack U.S. interests in the Middle East. And we've seen an increase in attacks on U.S. military bases overseas carried out by militia groups backed by Iran. Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, individuals or small groups, will draw inspiration from the events in the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Director of the National Counterterrorism Center Office, Christine Abizade, also testified at today's hearing. Finally, today we have some news out of my hometown, Boston, where Boston Democrat Mayor Michelle Wu has taken action against a homeless tent city known as the Methadone Mile. Starting tomorrow on November 1st, a newly enacted rule that gives police the authority to dismantle the homeless tent city that has been used to shield drugs and other crimes will officially take effect. That's according to Fox News. According to the Northeast Addiction Treatment Center's website, as the name suggests, Methadone Mile is home to many methadone clinics. A methadone clinic is a facility where healthcare providers administer methadone. 
The center's website also notes, unfortunately, Methadone Mile also attracts hordes of drug dealers who prey on those striving for sobriety. In fact, the area is often described as an open-air drug market. The constant availability of drugs leads many people to relapse. Wu told the local Boston outlet WCVB that there is no magic wand in a very complex, long-standing challenge that cities around the country are facing with the opioid crisis, homelessness, mental health. But we know that in Boston, we have a very good sense of not only who it is that needs services, but also how to most effectively connect people with those services. And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Daily Signal Top News. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition as Rob Bluey sits down with Dinesh D'Souza to discuss his new movie, Police State. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Have a wonderful Halloween night. Be safe out there. We hope you have fun with your kids trick-or-treating. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.